Hey everybody, welcome to the 40th episode of the Blur Up Podcast. I'm Chancellor D. Our episode today with Ashley Mika, who you will refer to as Afro Geek Cosplay, was recorded in the middle of 2018. We discussed cosplaying on a budget and the overall topic of toxic internet culture. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to myself. Hope you all are doing well, and we'll see you on the next one. Chancellor D again with Afro Geek Cosplay. Hello. Hello. Hey, everyone. And today we are talking, we're going to be talking about cosplay on the budget and topic of toxic internet buttholes. For, uh, <laughs> for, 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 like, like a better word. Like better words. So. Um, so I wanted to kind of start off like cosplay on the budget because I know in, internet that can go for a while. Yeah. But um, like cosplay on a budget, like I know like, I've mostly been doing like closet cosplays and trying to work my way up. But for you, like, how has it been for you? Like, in just like you know, making your stuff from scratch. I know like you you do design things from scratch and and go. Uh, for me, that's like a. I like to, you know, fake it till you make it. Because <laughs> for me, um, I'm fortunate to have a pretty, you know, decent job. So for certain things, I can, you know, in a way, like afford to splurge on, like, you know, things that are, that might be pricey for others, like, you know, certain kind of resins or warbler and whatnot. But when I cannot, I like, it's like I said, I like to fake it till you make it. So I find ways of like things that you can find literally anywhere, like from Home Depot or Walmart that can look like the expensive things or something you can, you know, maybe cut on. So your cosplay will still look great. Like one of my favorite things to use, like one of the things to make your, to always like step up your cosplay game, in my opinion, is always, um, like when you're doing props or you're doing some kind of accessory, always making it look as real as possible. And one of the ways to all, like for me anyway, is I love metal details. And, you know, for me, I'm like, I like when it, to me, when a certain cosplay or a certain aspect of your cosplay looks like metal or it looks real shiny, it looks luxurious and it kind of can trick the brain to think, Oh, you spent a lot of time on this. It looks, you know, high quality when you really could have just like, you know, let's be real. A lot of us have like crashed and done like cosplays like in two days for a con. <laughs> like, yeah. let's be all real frank. And to get that kind of look, you know, you could use, um, you can see people using like metallic paints and things like that. 
But, you know, sometimes metallic paints don't always, you know, translate well. Like, you don't always get that metal finish or that metal look. And what you can, and if you want something to make, you know, something that looks like, oh, yeah, they did, like, they did the best, whatever. When, you know, you probably, you know, either didn't spend as much as, you know, people may have, you know, think or, you know, what have you. Switch out from metal paints. Use um, wax paints instead. Like most common one, rub and buff. Like you can find it like on Amazon for like what five, like five eight bucks or whatever. And basically, it's metal powder in like in a like a wax base. So when you rub it on literally anything, plastic, wood, um, you know, sometimes cloth, paper, even it gives a metallic like um not chrome like but it gives a metallic finish to literally anything and that is like such a cool way to like step up your cosplay game on like for the cheap until you can like you know make whatever out of whatever you like you know heart's desire you're giving me ideas things i just never thought about because i know yeah i know it's easy to say pay somebody to commission it but I think it's you can get something out of it by you know doing it yourself. Oh yeah. Mm. Like for me, it's a little more satisfying <laughs> to make it. True. Mm. It's like what was like the I know you did the what was it the Batman Metal Joker and Batman. I forgot what it yeah. was called. What was it? What was it called? Um, the jo- the Batman who laughs. Oh, Batman who laughs. You're like, what was your process with with that one? Well, I had a week. Okay. <laughs> that was my process, like, cause um, cause with me in cosplay, I love, like, I I love creating and I love being as detailed as possible. And with being and you know with being that way, I like having the most time allotted for a cosplay like i think that was my first cosplay i ever thrown together or figured i had to do in a week which is like ridiculous because i wish i had more time because i would have you know i would have done things differently or whatever but um how i did that was literally because since it was literally a week i literally did not spend any i don't think i've spent anything on that cosplay like everything i had left over from other cosplays which is like a reason like okay so basically the jacket and the vest i made that from scrap fabric that i had because like when i learned how to sew my aunt always told me keep the scraps and stuff like that and like that was just leftover satin that i had from like um my maleficent cosplay the foam leftover because the one thing I learned about cosplay is like when you cosplay can be pricey depending on what you're doing. And for me, for certain items that I know I'm probably not going to use often, I'll buy it in bulk the first time when I have money. And then like when, you know, money gets tight, it's like, oh, I still have a bunch of this left over because I know I'm not going to use it. Like my advice would be like, you know, if you want Warbler, for example, but you know, you're probably not going to be you know, you're probably not going to be doing the biggest and greatest things. 
you know, with it as of yet, because, you know, you're still new to it or whatever, buy, save up and buy like the biggest sheet of Warbler you can. And you'll probably have that for like a while because it will probably last you. And that's what I did with like foam and fabric and stuff. Like I would just buy, oh, I would buy what I needed and then some, because I know like, you know, something might not always come by like again, but that, oh my God, that cosplay put together in a week. Like I did the vest part jacket thing based off patterns, leftover foam and prayers. Lots and lots of prayers. Honestly, looking at it, I couldn't tell it was a week. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, dude. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, the simplest of things. Like, because the one thing, like, it was like I was saying before, like, the one thing to basically fake it till you make it. Because for me... Like, like I said, my best stuff that I've put together, I've spent, I've took, I've took like maybe um, three months or something to do because I had a lot of time to put it together. Mm-hmm. And if I, like, oh. it's the little things that I know will stand out and just that, you know, I try to focus hold in on, on the pieces on that, like, on, I know on. will be important. Oh, continue. The audio dropped for a second. I heard you, but I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> okay, this, then I'll just think this, back, this back. is a live recording, people. This is live recording, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not cutting. <laughs> continue, continue, continue. So, like I was saying, I'm sorry about the audio. It's like when I do, when I do cosplay, when I work on cosplays, and I'm you know doing it for like you know, I usually give myself three months time. But for that cosplay, since I knew for a fact I was working on Crunch One, working with not the material, not all the materials I needed and wanted. Number two, and I wanted to look as bomb as possible. Number three. So the key for me was to focus on focus on the pieces that would be completely iconic to the look, and that'll make it stand out and kind of in a way cover for the other things that it might be lacking so for me that was um because i took the batman who laughed for me the iconic or the most noticeable parts of the whole cosplay would be would be the buckle designs and that crown like ear piece thing yeah whatever the heck that is. like those are the things that made me say like if anyone like, if I messed up on those or didn't have those, then no one would be able to tell who who or what the cosplay was. Because I'm thinking another person it will look like would probably be Lady Devimon from Digimon. Minus the wings. Yeah. And, you know, so, and, you know, with, and, you know, with cosplay, it's always like a slippery slope with that. Like, like, Oh my god, like you can be um like if like with cosplay it's such like a weird slope, it's like, you know, if you don't put all of the certain iconic pieces together, you either run the risk of people missing, you know, confusing who your character is with something with someone else who might be similar. So I was like, you know, crap, gotta focus in on these. <laughs> True, it's just like when like I like 
when I do Constantine, hey Castiel, and I was like, I'll answer to it. It's cool. Cause I mean, they both wear trench coats and they both wear, have ties, but I don't have any props. So it's just um, wearing wearing a you know dress shirt, tie, pants, and shoes, and okay. But maybe having like the tattoos or a fake lighter or something that would help give it give it off a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. So, but but you're right. It's all about you know you have to look the part. I mean. Mm-hmm. I think even if you don't have spiky hair, if you have on Goku's gi, you know it's Goku. That's just like a, you know he what he wears. But there are certain mm-hmm. characters, it's like, like you know, like like what you did. They can kind of resemble some other things, and you gotta be careful because you want to make sure people know who you are. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're putting in some kind of effort and like, <laughs> you know, like sweat and tears into it anyway. Because the last thing you'd want is to, like, work on something that you're proud of and then, like, no one... Like, okay, it's one thing to when no one knows what character you're doing, that's totally fine. You know, because not everyone's going to be into the same show or series or whatever as you. But it is so messed up when you do all this work and you think you do a, a pretty good job and someone, like, either... And someone, like, confuses your character with, like something else or something like you know almost makes you feel like either it makes you feel like you didn't do a good enough job or that you didn't bring out a certain element like you thought you did true it's kind of like oh i don't i don't see that i just see oh i see what you're going for but you have to explain it it's like it doesn't work mm-hmm. i mean one of these days i would love to do a angemon cosplay but I know that that's take a lot of work. That's the wings for for starters. True. So then he has what that helmet that he wears or a mask that he wears or something like that. Yes, man, relatable because that's like me and the freaking Batman Labs thing. Because like, like I'm I'm sitting here like, okay, homie, I know what you're wearing and everything. I don't know how you're seeing out of that thing, but I know you can see out of that thing. How the heck? What is that? Tell me what that is, and then I'll make it. So, so how did you see it? Oh, that was a um. See, and I'm gonna redo that later. Though probably later at, at a later date. But that was a Zentai suit mask. So okay. um, for for those who've never worn a Zentai suit. For the most part, Zentai suits are, you can see out of them, based, but, you know, like, be keep in mind that, like, um, if they don't have um, eye hole, like, you know, eye hole mesh or whatever, so you can, like, see a little bit better. If it's just, like, a solid color, like, if it's red, blue, black, white, whatever, you can see out of it in well-litted space, but there'll be that... Um, like that sh- that tint, you know, you because you're basically it's like look it's like someone said it's like looking through a um, stocking cap or something like that or a wig cap or whatever. So for me, I could see out of it as long as the area was like well lit and everything. Like visibility wasn't a hundred percent, but you know, you can make your way around. Okay, I was wondering were you like walking with it off and then you you would put it on for pictures or 
where you walk around just in like full cosplay. I was wondering about that. Oh yeah, that was a that was a full on like once the mask was on, you know that was <laughs> that was it. And I pretty much just like um because like I said I could see for the most part, but um I pretty much well. I've been really wandered too far from my friends. I don't normally do anyway, so um, it was cool. Okay. So I could see and make play around. That's good because I always wonder, like those, like even people that wear like the Power Rangers mask. I'm just like, can you see? Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like. I know you can see, but can you see? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be like I've never I've never won them before because like, I I've never you know like, the most I'm doing is like, mm-hmm. wear a hat but I would love to do like a full get up armor. There was a guy that did the um, Veronica Iron Man suit and like and, uh, talk, I was standing at Comic Con a few years ago and they talked about how he had handlers and stuff. I was like I know he'd be very careful. I mean there's a guy here, mm-hmm. there's a guy here that made his like custom build. Optimus Prime out of cardboard. His people guiding him around, and he, and he, but he has like like it's moving parts and stuff. And I was like, how how do you see? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, but I did, but that's not a budget. That's you have money because mm-hmm. I mean, what I want to do requires a lot of money and working working motors and stuff, and not I, I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> That's the life that we all live. Because I would love, like, I would love, like, one of these days, you know, after I learned how to do it, of course, but one of these days, I would just love to, like, do a cosplay that, requ- that like, that, like, requ- not requires, but one that I put, like, LED strips in and everything like that. Because I've seen so many really cool cosplays do that. And it's, like, one, don't know how to do it. Two, probably pricey because led lights but you know the things you sacrifice in the name of cosmic <laughs> as long as you don't sacrifice your health and your rent yeah and, that's pretty much how i live and, 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 and food i mean true that's respect i mean entertainment is a luxury don't get me wrong i mean i, I love my entertainment but that's not all important in, in the grand scheme of things True. This this should be like the golden rule right there. Like whatever cosplay you're like, whatever cosplay or cosplays you're working on, you know, shouldn't be more than your rent unless you can afford it. <laughs> right. I mean, I always see people like doing like con. Like it has to be perfect, but I didn't need the con. I'm like, and but then you walk around sick. Right. I'm like, it doesn't like. That's the funny thing. I'm like, it like. It does not need to be perfect or it does not need to be, you know, certain things, you know, like it doesn't need to be made out of the best fabric or whatever. It can be it can be done and made however you feel and whatever you can do. And if you put if you like do it and you, you know, actually work on it or buy it or however the heck you get it and you put like you, you put an effort, it'll show, you know, as long as you're happy, it'll show. It'll show that you put in some work into it. True. I mean, I know I, I had a talk with a friend of mine, um, and they, they work for a company where it's like, you know, they, they do get people that they go to cons and stuff, but it's like 
do cosplay but not cause that. And I'm like, I, I get that because that's essentially what I'm doing. I go in my closet, pull something together. I mean, John Cena cosplay is easy. T-shirt, hat, wristbands, necklace, your and some, some shorts. You're, you're done. And I could just wear. Yeah. That. I can wear that anywhere. But I but I bought I bought to do a cosplay. But you know. Mm. But yeah. But then but I, I get it. You know you you want you're representing the company. It should be more work into it than just hey look at this thing I just threw together like a, a day ago or two days ago. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, and there's nothing wrong with those, but it's. I do understand the um, appeal of saying, "Look at the thing that took me two years of my of my life." But I hope in a two years time frame, you could say, "I did something. I traveled. I got a new job. I, you know, did something." Other than this is all I did. I know you said you have like a decent paying job, but so how do you go about managing? You know what you have to do to take care of yourself but still finding time to do your hobby? Well, because, like, um, for me, my hobby is kind of like, um, it's kind of like my zen and what I like to do and what I do, you know, for fun. And it gives me peace of mind. <laughs> so I try to, like, so I, because, like, my life has always been, or, like, it all based around, like, a mantra my mom always taught me, like, ever since I was, like, a kid. Like, ever since I was, like, a kid and first started working, she would always say, um, save some, spend some. So my brain is always like, okay, so, you know, save some, spend some. So I've always been the put some money aside for, you know, rainy day. Make sure your bills are paid. Whatever is left over is fair game. And so, like... So that's how basically I deal with my cosplays. Like, like for example, like when I was talking about Warbler, like because I remember, I remember wanting to work with Warbler because I've seen people do great things. I've seen. I think this was the time when people were, you know, because I feel like a, now a lot more people are getting or not getting into, but you know, understanding and seeing that you can do amazing things with just foam. And you don't necessarily have to always use Warbler mm-hmm. to like make cosplay, and you know foam is a little and foam is definitely a lot cheaper than um, Warbler. But I remember wanting to work with Warbler. I remember at the time there was like people were doing a lot of armor pieces and a lot of chest plates and you know things like that, and I wanted. I wanted to be a part of that because I wanted to make something cool. So, like, for my job, even back then, like, it's better now. It never used to be this. It never used to be this fortunate. It used to be a little bit more tragic. But keeping that same mantra, you know, save some, spend some, I was able to, like, store some money away and eventually buy Warbler. Like, I never just bought it straight up like yes I need this today no it was a I worked my way up to it and you know yay for that <laughs> but that's how I like balance you know because after because like my you no know, my number one priority is to always have my bills paid <laughs> before I like jump into anything like I won't do something if I don't have the means to do it understandable I'm not putting myself in a trap for cosplay. <laughs> See, kids, that, that's a lesson. Take care of what you have to do. On top of that, I will also say, because like, the first con I ever went to was uh, 09, and their program got 
something said, uh, it was like a list of rules. And it said, I think number nine or number six on the thing, it said, soap is there for a reason. Use it. I'm like, yes, please bathe. And I understand with certain cosplays and stuff, you can't wash it. But there's Febreze. <laughs> well, even that, even then, like it's what is uh rubbing alcohol works. Um, apple cider vinegar and an essential oil also works for those who can't. For certain things that you can't wash, those also work as a deodorizer as well. Mm-hmm. Deodorizer and sanitizer as well. Right. I mean, I understand certain things like fo- like certain fo- like phones or something you can't throw in a washing machine. I, I understand that. But, but, you know, people sweat. That's just a human nature. Because we, we like to think we're more than human. We are human. We sweat. We get dirty. We got mm. to take care of ourselves. But, you know, but that's just the nature of the, the con scene is it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as I love chicken fingers, there's more food out there than chicken fingers. So what you're saying is there's more ways to cosplay, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to do you don't have to do the biggest and the boldest. You can do whatever is in your range of doing. Right. <laughs> I mean, still strive for what you want to do. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. I mean, I would love, I would love to do something like you know what's the when one's like if money is no object, what's the cause that you want to do? I have my answers. And they're really, oh, yeah. they're really extravagant. I understand that too. Like I like if money and time were no object, I feel that. I know I can, I can say more on this, but I don't want to switch transition to our other topic because that's another area. You know, and it's also related to cosplay as well and communities, or whether it's like POC communities or just in general of like toxic internet culture. Um, <laughs> because. And I'll use like a recent example of Kel- Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose Tico in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. You know, whether you like the movie or you didn't, it doesn't give people the right to attack someone who just portrayed a character who is a fictional character. This person is real; she's real, but her character is fictional. Sure, there might be somebody in the world named, named Rose Tico, but that's not who is on the screen. And people and, and as much as I love Star Wars I'm not going to go attack someone because I may disagree with choices taken in a movie that was done but you know it, that's a script that they, they had a job they did their job and everything but mm-hmm. when it comes to you know because I think that led her to and least the rumor is she shut down like she deleted all her Instagram pictures because she got tired like, you know, she was dealing with like the racist, misogynistic um, comments and threats and things, and and then when you look at like you know different communities such as the Kazakh community, you have the people that want to call people out of like the whole racist thing of saying, "Oh, you're a black insert character," or you know, or you're not that person because you're not that race, or I'm going to be accurate because I'm going to do blackface, be be accurate. This is it's so much, it's so much in there, but. But I just want to, like, you know, I mean, what are some things that, you, that you've that you seen or anything you, that you maybe have dealt with? Or, you know, I know you're a writer, too. I know things that you might have, like, discussed, like, like writing meetings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, um, in terms of um, 
you know, toxic internet culture because Lord knows because of the age of social media, <laughs> don't we live in a place where people think that, oh, you're in public space, so I'm allowed to tell you, you know, whatever I think and however I feel. And I think my first um, experience with that had nothing to do with cosplay per se. Well, kind of, but not really, but it has so much to do with the writing. So I write for a blog, Pop Culture Uncovered, and one of my, like, I by the time this article came out, I think this was maybe my, like, this had to be either my second or third article with them. And it came from a place of, because the article is titled, I'm a female nerd, I'm not your fetish, or something to that effect. And the article came from, because, you know, I'm single AF, so I was on a dating app that were, that rhymes with mumble, and basically, like, I don't hide that I'm a cosplayer, because to me, it's, a, it's, it's what I do. It, it explains so much of who I am as a nerd and a person and creative and things like that. So anyway. So this guy I was talking to, you know, he was like, oh, you know, cosplay, da, 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 da. And the thing is with me, I either get one of two people, and I know this is probably long, but it, the point, it comes up real quick. So it's either I get people who say, oh, you're a cosplayer. What have you done? You know, what do you work on? You know, how do you do it? You know, oh, I'm this and this too, da, da, da. And it, and it becomes a great conversation. Or you get that other half where, it all goes downhill and they want to either, you know, make it into a kink, make it into a fetish or say like, oh, I think you would make a sexy cat woman or something like that. And the article came from basically saying I'm in I'm a woman, a cishet woman for the most part. Or I said, well, I didn't say cishet, but I, I just, you know, use woman very broadly in general because I'm like you identify as a woman, you're a woman to me. So whatever. But it's like women who get into nerdy things or whatever, whether it's gaming, cosplay, comics, whatever, we're doing it because we're doing it for us and not so much, you know, doing it for y'all or other people. Like, granted, there are people who do it for, I'm not going to say wrong reasons, but there are people who do it for attention or whatever, but never assume that that's the case for everyone. And man... When I when that article published, it got a ton of views that day. It got like over a thousand views. And in certain nerd spaces on Facebook, nerd groups that I put it in, a lot of women, you would get a lot of comments from women saying, yes, I relate to this. Yes, I got this. But then you would also get like, I also got like a lot of really weird comments from dudes who took offense to it and who wanted to say, oh, this, 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 da, da, da. and, you know, in a way bash women who are nerds and, you know, basically do the whole gatekeeping thing. And it's like, and for me, for a certain point, it's like with certain topics or certain pieces like that, it almost makes me not want to post things like that anymore or not post it anymore or Post it, but then turn off the comments so I don't see anything or turn off um, notifications so I don't have to, like, read any of that. Because it's always, it's either, it's like, you know, misogynistic comments about, you know, why, I, you know, women should do this, or why women can't do that, or, you know, or, like, you know, 
if I want to make you into a fetish, I should be allowed to do so because it's my right. And it's like, eh? No? 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 I don't don't know who told you. (laughs) I think I remember that article. Was that was that last year or was that earlier this year? Uh, that was that, that one was ooh oh, last yeah. year, roughly last year, I think. Yeah, around two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, that one was last year. Okay. The one that I did recently was about um cos the the I forgot the title of it, but um it was basically like cosplaying is um. You know something about cosplaying and fetish and stuff like that, and okay. the comments that so many um, women I know and interviewed or talked to, you know, just get on a regular basis, like how, you know, how easy it is for someone to take something that you find is, you know, you're passionate about, something you're great in, and they can regale it instantly to like a sexy hobby or not even a sexy hobby but they can ref- like just instantly turned it into a kink like um like you know for example like the guy I was telling you about like he said like when I say oh I'm a cosplayer and he's like oh I think because this was how that started he was basically like I he he was giving me suggestions on who or what I should cosplay and you know and being a black woman I'm I'm used to people saying oh you should cosplay storm and, you know, things like that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's always, you know, black woman, black woman, you know, something like that. But he was basically like, oh, you should, you know, cosplay Catwoman. And I was like, why? You know, because I was, you know, maybe I was expecting something. I was like, oh, he's going to say, you know, because, you know, we're cl- both of us are clever, sly, you know, witty, sarcastic, you know, something like that. No, he he more or less said because I think she's hot, and more or less that I would look hot in a cat suit. And it's like, we're and it's just always and to me that's like um like a a woman or anyone cosplay. You can work on a cosplay for like a year, make the best armor, whatever, or sew the best dress or whatever. Or, you know, even if you don't spend a year, if you spent any kind of time and you're proud of how you how it looks, it's accurate to the character or your your vision of that character has come to come to fruition and it all looks great. You know, you spent all this time and money or whatever on it or you bought you saved up to buy it, have it commissioned, whatever. You wear it once and you're like, and you're basically like, yeah, like, you know, you look hot, you know, you look great. And you're just like, yeah, this is a great cosplay or whatever. Post a picture or post a video of it or walk around con of it. And the next thing you know, someone just says, hey, I'd fuck you. And it's like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> like just instantly take all of that joy right out just to say something like that. And it almost makes you want to leave. It almost makes you not want to put things on the internet because the fun thing is no one ever says that stuff to your face. Like they never, like they never say, they never fetishize or say something sexy to you always to your face. It's always, it's always literally on the internet. Like whenever you hear these stories about people saying they got this and that, it's usually on the internet, like cat calling and whatever in public, that's a whole different ball game. 
But yeah. it's always those weird ones that always do it on the internet. Like they'll leave a comment on your uh, Facebook post or on your Instagram post. They'll retweet your picture with, and you know, they'll retweet your picture and use like a really, like a really like dirty, sexy comment. Like, oh, I would love to do X, Y, and Z, this and this and this, or, you know, you know, I'd, you know, let her find my Dragon Balls or something like that, you know, always, like it'll always be done on some form of social media or they'll bash you or they'll bash you for doing that. Or like if you happen to be nerdy and remotely sexy, they'll bash the crap out of you and say, you should be a shit. You should be ashamed. You're a slut. Da, 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 da. And the internet gives people like the internet is a great place, but then it also gives people way too many freedoms and liberties to think that they can act outside of how they would act if someone was in their face. True. I mean, sometimes I I really miss the nineties where mm-hmm. you know, like you know, like hey, I have an opinion, and I share it with like my my circle of friends or family, and then. That's it, and there's nobody going to tell you. I mean, sure, people will tell you, okay, I, you, you know, maybe I don't like that, but they're not going to keep telling you that you're wrong, or mm-hmm. want to start fights with you, or even when it comes to like online gaming, for example, the uh, I'm like, F your mother because you know, you you suck at the game. And I was like, really? Did, did, did we? I mean, I had somebody want to like cussing me because I wasn't playing Call of Duty right one time. It's like, if you ever die one more time, I'm going to find you. I'm just like, you know what? I, I didn't I didn't buy this game and get this, so it kind of makes you not want to do stuff because like, after that, I kind of turned turned off and wanted to play games online with people. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, but but like from like, like when you like wrote that article and you got the comments, like, did it make you want to stop it all, or, or or what? What pushed you to continue? I guess what what pushed me to continue is you know one the popularity because I love being popular. <laughs> kidding, kidding. But like, what pushed is like um, I believe in dialogue. I believe in if we're going to change and do things, if we're going to evolve and do things differently and do things better and all of that stuff, I believe we need to have talks. I believe we need to hear everyone's side of the story or hear everyone's um, perspective because no one, we all don't walk in the same shoes. We may walk in life you know, you may walk in life at similar times with someone, but that doesn't mean you have the exact same experiences. Like, you know, me and a friend, we could have been born on the same day, you know, but we could have been born the same day in the same hospital, but the, you know, but the same people did not take us out of the hospital. You know, her parents took her and my parents took me. And then, you know, you were going to, and despite being born on the same day, same time, same place, whatever, we're not going to have the exact same life. Hey, even people who have siblings, even you and your you and your siblings, even you guys will have the same life. Like older siblings have a different life than their younger siblings and different life experiences than the middle sibling, you know, and it's important to know or to understand how everyone 
takes and perceives life. So when writing articles like that, it's like, it's, it's a way for me to connect and figure out like, okay, I can't be the only one dealing with this or, you know, how do people not know about this or how do people not understand that this is a real thing? Like, you know how, um, like, I feel like a lot of experiences from women, especially black women, a lot of our experiences are like mitigated or just downplayed. And it's like, no, this, this is real. (laughs) I'm here to tell you this is real. Hi, how are you doing? You know? And it's, rewarding the way to be able to start these conversations, even if they may piss somebody off, because, you know, who's not going to be pissed off? You know, any, like me breathing probably pisses somebody off, but it's like, we can't get to the society that we want unless we, unless we talk and unless we, share our experiences and take the time to sit back and listen and not listen to listen, like listen to actually understand and not listen to argue or to, you know, have a clap back. And, and, you know, for me, that's what, that's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for. I want to have these, semi-difficult conversation so we can make a better community for ourselves like especially the nerd community because that's the community i like striving the most so it's like we need to need to do better people i completely agree it the the nerd community is it's that mixture of you're not a real nerd or you don't know X, Y, and Z, so how dare you call yourself a nerd? Or it, it, I mean, that that's just that's just like a small corner of it, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm I'm glad you didn't quit writing because you know it, you're supposed to have your voice. I mean, and I mean, yeah, and also as, as a journalist too, it's like you know you you need to let your voice your voice be heard. I mean, in a, in a way, it's kind of like being like you know, I would say for you, like you mean like like the lowest lane of the community is like you're not gonna quit. You're gonna keep going after the story. You're gonna keep putting yourself out there, type thing. Because here, how you, mm-hmm. here how you were talking about it kind of remind me of like the portrayal of, of lowest lane, not the helpless lower lane, lowest lane, but the I'm gonna go do what I have to do lowest lane. Not not that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, people, there are differences. <laughs> but, but, but I'm glad you you did that because it's because you know people. I I, I want I like to believe whether people use the internet to voice their opinions or not, they do have similar thoughts. And sometimes I think, just in a general sense in life, we're we're kind of like, well, somebody said it. So, I don't have to say anything. But yeah, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe you should say something because uh, your comments may very well be what people want to hear. You never know. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that that comes from me being a, a, like the shy person at times of like, and I mean, in some ways, that's kind of why I started podcasting. But that's just that's like it's just like to get me to talk, and it's been helpful. Mm-hmm. But you know that that's that's the sometimes thing. I mean, you know, you know what I post on Facebook. You see my stuff. It's all random. Completely. <laughs> not often do. I don't really often like post something significant personal, but when I do, it's something long and lengthy, and I'm like, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, but thank you for joining me on the episode this evening. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem, my dude. 